Welcome to the Defending Your Diva Podcast. Cast, 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 cast. I'm David Davila. I'm Danny Hidalgo. Hey, Danny. Um, how's life? Life is good. I like woke up a little late today, but it's all good. Good. I'm like, I was going to go to the gym, but then I realized I didn't have enough time. So I'll go after this. It's the fine. gyms are reopened, right? The gyms are reopened. They are, yeah. I went, I went yesterday for the first time. Uh huh. And was it packed? Um, was it empty? No, thankfully it wasn't. I don't know if it, I don't think a lot of people know that the gyms are open yet. Um, cause I don't think, I didn't even see it on my Facebook. I only knew it because my friends were starting to post stuff and I was like, wait, what? It's open. <laughs> so I, yeah, I don't think everyone's caught on. And I think probably people are still a little bit scared of like catching COVID. I mean, um, so it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's like infested this entire country. Like I was talking to my friends overseas and they were saying that people over there, people over there are saying like, oh, we can't go back to America for like, five years at least uh, that's well, like really scary to me like if we're not gonna have tourism and all that for that long i mean we will it's probably not gonna it'll be on a lesser degree but you know like remember know. zika that wasn't even a huge problem and like it was like don't go to brazil don't go to brazil you'll get zika don't go to brazil i can't even imagine what people are saying oh, yeah. about the u.s i think my friend actually knew someone who got zika if i remember correctly oh really <laughs> yeah i think so <laughs> um i'm not i mean not sure. to laugh at people getting zika that was i guess serious or whatever oh for no, I didn't, no, no no i didn't mean it like that <laughs> no yeah totally but that's such a minor problem compared to covid which is like everywhere oh my god it has like lasting effects too. Did you see that post that there was the there was that guy? Uh, I don't remember where he was. He was in some conservative state, and he was talking about how like COVID's bullshit and everyone's exaggerating. And then he got it, and he literally made a post on the hospital bed, like how, about he how he almost died. But he's like, but I still think that it's like <laughs> that they're exaggerating, even though I'm about to die. And I'm like, well, you yeah. know, my. I, That's I know, a story, a t- and he's sticking to it. There's a ton of posts like that. There's a ton of of, of stories like that, which is a shame, uh, because that's what allowed it to get out of hand, right? And my whole family at this point has had it. And luckily, everyone is okay. No one got it really bad, so that's good. Is your your well? I know you said your mom, your your family got it. Are um are they better now? Do you know? Or? They're mostly better. Um, you know, so taking it day by day. They take their like oxygen levels daily and their temperature daily just to make sure. But I think, you know, it's been over 14 days. So hopefully they're in the clear, knock on wood. Um, I hope so. Yeah. Um, so what about pop D and pop news? Britney Spears's attorney is trying to oh, make all I'm loving it. I'm the loving court it. records public. <laughs> because it finally feels like Britney is like fighting back. Like it finally feels like she's not being complained, which like, like, I don't know, like if that, if she has in the past, but it finally feels like she's actually starting to like take control of her life and be like, no, I don't want this. Get me the fuck out of this. Like, and I'm loving it. And the fans are loving it because I'm just like, yes, girl, like get your dad out of there. <laughs> like, Well, you know, what's interesting in the, in the uh, petition, she's actually asking that she voluntarily keep the a conservator but she that she would get to pick it and it would be on a volunteer right status. which is a lot it's funny because a lot of people are saying free britney and i and i've said to some people like on twitter i'm like you know she's not trying to end the conservatorship she just doesn't want her dad to be in charge of it anymore but there's certain aspects of it that i i guess she's happy with and she does find to be beneficial to her hmm. um, crazy poor britney poor britney poor britney it's insane yeah yeah i yeah. i hope i, I hope everything works out for her man she's given us so much especially the gays she's given us so much happiness she does <laughs> bring like, us joy 
She, I didn't know anybody who's who's listening to this. Uh, I literally, I've known David. David, how long have we known each other? Like eight or nine years now. Yeah. Um, and I literally only found out like six months ago that you were a Britney fan. I, I, how, what is, I, I literally like always thought that you thought she was overrated. And well, then, I don't know where you would get that idea from. Yeah, I've seen Britney so many times one, in concert. I and... know. And then that one time we were talking about like Britney's impact and I was like, you just don't understand how much us fans love her. And you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you're like, I'm a fan too. And I was like, what? It was so funny. Uh, the first time I saw Britney was in Rockefeller Center the year 2000, July 2000 Rockefeller Center. It was my first trip to New York and we woke up early and honestly we didn't wake up early enough but we got really lucky because people had spent the night out there. In the morning we were like oh let's wake up at 5am and we'll go see her right? Well little did we know people had been camping out like for days to see Britney Spears. When we get there it just so happens that the police and security guards had uh woken everyone up and told everyone they had to stand from now on and there was all this extra room and they started letting people into the areas uh, where all the extra room was created and we happened to get there just as they opened up right by the stage, the little area. So we just happened to walk in and uh, we were right up by the stage. I have these amazing close-up photos of her on old film uh, and her butt, which looked amazing. I'll never forget how tiny little her waist was, how giant her butt was. And she had these two dimples above her butt, you know? Uh, <laughs> Brittany never got really credit for her ass. She's always had a great ass. Oh, amazing, amazing butt. Yeah, especially she's back then. No one ever has talked about it, but she's always had a great butt. We actually we there we met this little twink gay boy and i was in the closet so i don't know what Love i them. thought but we met this little twink gay boy that was a, a britney stan and he uh told us that she was filming a secret episode of trl directly after that because fourth of july was coming up and they didn't they weren't going to be taping on fourth of july so they were filming an extra episode that day in the morning before or whatever uh, that was supposed to be the 4th of July episode. So we went over to TRL studios, which was right across from our hotel and after the concert. And sure enough, there was like a line wrapped around down by where the Best Buy theater is now. And we, we asked like, what is this for? And they're like, it's for TRL. It's for TRL. Right. So we got in that line um, and we waited and waited. And sure enough, they came out and started checking our IDs and stuff. And they didn't believe that I was 18. Cause I, honestly had a baby face until I was like 28. Um, and even now, if I shave my beard, I, I look like 10 years younger. I look like Ross Matthews if I shave my beard. <laughs> but they let us up and uh, into the TRL, and we were like, oh my God, we're going we're gonna to be on TRL, and we're going to see Britney. Well, Britney didn't show up, so they didn't have any guests at the last minute, and Carson Daly didn't know what to do. He was freaking out, and he didn't know how he was going to fill the time. So he was like, oh, we, we should have a pizza party. Uh, and I jumped out of my seat on, on television and said, oh, I'll, I'll go. I'll get the pizzas for everybody. Uh, I said, follow me with the camera down to the pizza place. And because that's the kind of shit they did on Letterman, which I loved watching Letterman. And Carson Daly looked at me like I was crazy and was like, Okay. Oh, and he called me Fred Savage on national TV, which I was so mad. When I was a kid, I looked like Fred Savage. And he called me Fred Savage and was like, where's Winnie? Where's Winnie? Ugh. I was so <laughs> But he did. They followed me down 
<laughs> with cameras to get a whole bunch of pizzas from Sbarro. And I came back up and we ate the pizzas and that was the TRL. That was the time I was on TRL. I went to choir camp that summer and everyone recognized me from TRL. <laughs> you know, you're on oh. TRL. It was my, my little 15 minutes brushed with fame. Yeah. How do we get talking about that? I don't know. I don't know. A lot of a lot of divas, older divas, have been coming out with new albums. Tony Braxton, love her. Yeah, Tony Braxton has a, a new album. Did you get to listen to it? I did. You know, Tony always just delivers on like just classic R and B. She now nowadays she throws a little bit of dance in there. Um, but yeah, she uh, she just always delivers. But you can't you. Like can't really go wrong with her voice. I mean, she just like <laughs> she just sounds good at like whatever she sings. Like you know, I love her voice. I, I'm and people know like I'm. She's one of my favorite voices in the industry. So did you like the album? Though you're not saying. <laughs> yeah, no, I did like the album. It's like I said, it's just like classic. It's just like what you come to expect of Tony. It's just like a good classic sounding R&B album. Um, I liked it. I thought. I think you're right. It's a classic kind of. Tony Braxton album. If that album had come out in like 1995, I think it would have been a huge hit. The the only my one critique of Tony Braxton is that in all of these years, her sound never advanced or changed to match the times that she was in. Like her yeah. sound is well, still that passed. baby yeah, face I mean, sound of the early 90s. Like she kept that sound. The whole time she even released an album with Babyface in 2014, and like she's, she's released two, two, I think she's released two albums with him. Yeah, again. so like yeah. she, it's uh, literally has kept that sound the whole time. Which that could be a pro or a con. Like if you were a fan of that sound, then you are still getting albums in that sound. But then the con is that well, it's like highly unlikely that she'll make a return to radio if she doesn't try to come up with what pop is doing now will she yeah. ever make a true big comeback does she care about that because she became a reality star she she has other enterprises does does she even care about being on the radio um or does she just like making I mean, music? I, don't know. Yeah. I, don't know. I don't i don't know i mean i don't i would imagine she's probably not trying to be like the top like pop r&b star at this point like and i feel she like she is are so sexy Oh, she, her yeah, body is bang- like she could um, easily make a, a comeback if she and she but she also like i feel like the people who are kind of looking out for tony braxton music probably aren't like you know the 13 year old kids like who listen to cardi b and stuff she probably. looks exactly <laughs> like she did in her debut album like she looks oh yeah no, she literally has an age like anything it's it's i i actually almost think she looks even better now than she did when she was in her 20s she um, almost like it's it's gonna it's gonna be 30 years a 30-year career coming up in another like two years so the fact that she looks the same is kind of iconic like i I always remember like i i have like a i have like a like a sexy time playlist and one of the one of the songs on there is um you're making me high by tony braxton Mm -hmm. and it's really funny because uh one time this is like three or four years ago i was hooking up with like some little white boy and um he heard the song and he's like wow this song is really good what is this and i was like get, get out <laughs> um let's bring on our, our special guest before we yes, uh, please, talk about anything not, else let's not keep ashley waiting uh this week we have a very special guest ashley mitchell she's yes, here to defend ashley. mariah k 
Carey through her glitter era, a Mariah Carey, the glitter, the movie, the bomb, oh her mental breakdown that went with it. Um, we're going to talk about everything. It's going to be so juicy. It's everything you want and more. Um, Ashley Mitchell is an actress and producer and opera singer known for her starring role in the hit Amazon series Pride. Behind Pride. the camera, behind the camera, she's worked on Love and Hip Hop, uh, Live PD, and Power Confidential. She's also the co-host of the popular podcast, Pride the Podcast. So please, let's give a warm welcome to Ashley Mitchell. Ashley. Hey, hello. Hello, boys. Yeah. Our, our last guest, Charles, was also um, worked behind the scenes of Love and Hip Hop. Uh, yes, Charles is the hookup. He is the plug. And he's the one who slid me in. <laughs> oh really? Oh well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how was uh? How was your experience working with that show? It's interesting and it's a lot. Uh, the cast is definitely a handful, and I would assume uh, so. Yeah, <laughs> definitely like thrown to the walls with love and hip hop. But I'm so grateful for the opportunity, and it has led to so many other opportunities. So it's all good. I loved it. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> Yes, great. Um, Ashley, do you like uh, Tony Braxton? Hello, she's a legend. <laughs> <laughs> like that low, sultry voice. Oh, because I have a low speaking voice and I can, I love singing really low. So I've always had this like Tony Braxton, like love, like, do you think I am? Don't you know? <laughs> I love that good. song. Do you think you know? Totally random fact about one of the Braxton sisters is if you listen to the backing vocals of "Born This Way" by Lady Gaga, you can very you can hear Tamar so like so much. She there. was a backup singer for that. Yeah, you literally hear Tamar Tamar's voice being like, "Who the hell no other way, baby? I was born this way." Like literally, it's all Tamar. <laughs> Ashley, we always ask this question of people: Who are your top three favorite divas, and who is the diva you think is the most overrated? Mm-hmm. Okay, so number one diva has to be Whitney Houston, power queen. And then, and obviously, Mariah Carey. She is the queen. And then yes. Christina Aguilera. She's my... Ashley likes the singers. <laughs> uh, so so uh, your top divas are Mariah, Christina, and Whitney. You love all the big damn voices. Uh, no. Do you stand for Christina even through the sort of mediocre albums eras? Or are you going to slap me for saying that? <laughs> I'm going to slap you for saying that. Of course I stand. Listen, Bionic, like, people don't put, people need to put respect on, on Christina um, well, you know, we're going to get into Mariah. Like, I feel like sometimes people come down hard on them just because their album or single isn't number one, you know, and not everybody can consistently yeah. just have like a number one album and a number one hit, even the greats like Mariah Carey. Like, well, so no one I, can't, no one really, I mean, very, very, very few. Yeah, very, very few. And so it's just like, I feel like when someone's like completely on top and then they fall to like number two or number three spot, they get like a bad rap and they're like, oh, yeah. this sucks. And I'm no, like, it's done. Suck. She's number two. She's done. Right, right. No, for me, I, I love Christina Aguilera. Like, yeah, some of her albums weren't as good or successful, but I still thought they were great. I mean, I just feel like, how can you fail with that voice? Like, 
for me, anything you say, it's going to be great. <laughs> anything you sing is going to be amazing. So, And you don't think she sometimes like oversings like her version of At Last? Absolutely. <laughs> I love how David is David is literally like trying to get Ashley to like say some shady shit about Christina Aguilera. No, no, listen, she does, she does, and and sometimes I'm like, girl, girl, it doesn't talk off. It's okay, <laughs> but that's her gig. Your gig is your gig, and and people expect her to oversing. That's why people come to. Fear. They want to see the athleticism of her voice. Like that's yeah. her thing. So that's why I'm like, ah, yeah, it's overdue, and maybe you shouldn't be singing at last, but it still sounds great. It does. It's unnecessary and extra as fuck. But yeah, I think I think I think also like singers like that. I think that they're at a little bit of a disadvantage in terms of getting older in their career because if you're, for example, let's say uh, Madonna, Janet Jackson. Um, you know, uh, just, or, or like just a performer where maybe necessarily your voice isn't like your best attribute. Right. And you don't really have to, Jennifer Lopez also, you know, as she gets older, it's like, okay, well, if I'm going to her concert, like just put on a show for me. You don't got to sound amazing, you know, but as, whereas with Mariah, I would, if I went to a Mariah Carey concert and she didn't sound like a hundred percent, I would be disappointed. I'd be like, oh, well, she didn't really sound like, well, then don't she did it in <laughs> no, 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 but I'm just using her as an example, but you know what I mean? I do, I do feel like the, they're at a little bit of a disadvantage because they don't have that kind of like, maybe they're not known for their incredible like dancing and putting on a show. So like they are, as soon as their voices start to decline a little bit, they're already kind of being very, very heavily scrutinized because, you know, they didn't sound how they did when they were 25. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to ease up on our divas, okay? Right. Fire, yeah. okay? Well, that's uh, what this podcast is all about, defending them, right? So... <laughs> yes. I'm armed and ready, baby. Yeah. <laughs> some, of them, some of them still sound good, though. My mom, she, she, I remember she saw Donna Summer when she was like, I think like, some, I don't know, she was older, um, and she still sounded freaking incredible. Like, yeah, she's she's re- she was she was really great at taking care of her voice. Which is a good uh, time to bring up that we have a new segment on the podcast. It is a defending your diva vinyl club. You've heard of Oprah's book club. Now try defending <laughs> your diva's vinyl club. We pick an old vinyl album. Okay, I don't know how old. That's that term is relative. But we're gonna basically be picking uh, albums that. Danny and I haven't listened to in the past that we're going to give a first listen to uh, from beginning to end the full album by a diva. And uh, then we'll talk about it. Our first album is Donna Summer, Summer Donna, Summer Donna. (laughs) Sorry, I remember yesterday. So give it a listen to on Spotify or Apple Music or even YouTube. I remember yesterday, uh, the Donna Summer album. And we'll talk about it next week. We'll talk about it next week. Have you heard that album, Ashley? I have not, but don't it's feel Donna bad Summer, about it. No, so. we haven't either. <laughs> we haven't either. That's why we're like, <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> so girl, the okay, we know who you like. You like the big voices. So I feel like I know what's gonna come from this next answer. But who are your overrated divas, girl? Okay, so I mentioned Taylor Swift. Ooh. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. she's a good writer, but outside of that, I'm just like, meh. But you're more about the voices than the writers. Right, right, right. Um, who else is overrated? Hmm, hmm, hmm. The Swifties kind of gonna come for you though. They're gonna cancel you. Oh yeah, they're <laughs> <a strong laughs> members. 
So. I didn't think she's not talented. Like, she is talented. And, like, I get why she's a star. I just don't. It's okay, Ashley. You're not into the, like, you know, white girl Dear Diary stuff. It's cool. What you know, I just can't relate. Dear Diary stuff? <laughs> you know. Dear Diary, I've cried to Taylor Swift before, but I also understand why she would not be everyone's... I mean, I'm not, like, a hardcore stan or anything, but I understand why yeah, she wouldn't be, like, everyone's... I, I, I bop my head to, to the hits, you know? Yeah. I'll listen to them. I'll sing along. I know the words to some Taylor Swift songs. Like, I know her stuff. It's just... I'm never going to go out of my way to listen to Taylor Swift. Like, if it's Got on, it. I'd enjoy it. And then, like, that's it. So you didn't listen to Folklore when it dropped at midnight and all the gays went crazy? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I did not. That's okay. It's just, yeah, that's how it is, right? She's still going to win all the awards. So, like, Miles' I don't think she will this year with Folklore. Her folklore? The, have you read the sweep reviews? The Grammys? The, it's not going to sweep the damn are, Grammys. The critics are like Sorry. worshiping that album. I liked a lot of it. I thought it was a lot of good songs, but that is not going to sweep the Grammys. If you think that's going to sweep the Grammys over the Weekends album, over Dua Lipa, I think you got another thing coming. Well, those would be different categories, though. Album of the year. I'm talking about album of the year. Oh, 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 and Dua Lipa would be going right up against Taylor Swift. I don't think so though, because Dua Lipa, she's not really a critics darling. The, 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 they like yes, her. Yes, she but is. She, there was literally not... like a, an article that said Dua Lipa saved pop music or something. Well, yeah, I'm sure that was probably written by like a gay guy. She's on the color of Rolling Stone. Yeah, no, I'm saying they love her. She's very popular. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Let me know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't want to get myself in trouble. Did you listen to Club Club Future Nostalgia, the Dua Lipa remix album? I love Dua Lipa. Crickets. I honestly, like all of her music, it just like it's like, mmm, this is some yeah, good pop music. Great. And it's not the freshest, but it feels fresh. I don't know. Or it feels a little like home, right? It's comforting. Danny has this weird theory that Ariana Grande is faking it. Well, obviously she's faking some things. Right? <laughs> well, you said she's she's a singer trying to act like a pop star, and obviously she's faked some things like skin skin color. No, 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 no. I didn't say that she's fake. I didn't say that she's faking anything. I said that I just feel like Ariana Grande to me. She strikes me as a very like now artist. I I don't and like I I might be wrong, but I don't feel like her songs are going to be played in like 30 years. That's just me. I could be wrong. I, and if I am, I'll be happy to admit I made a mistake. I was wrong. Not saying like I, that. Not Maybe not. Maybe you a few, but I don't know. I don't see her as like a legacy artist. That's just me. I disagree, but I can see why you would feel that way. Because she's just so like, so popular and so like in the like on trend that it's all about a trend and not necessarily like how do I say that like uh, I feel like she's popular a lot because of how trendy she is and not necessarily well, right and like are her biggest songs are we really looking at them like this is an incredible song or is it just like it's an Ariana Grande song so we're shooting it up the charts you know what I mean well, thank you I, I it was can, an incredible song thank you no it was and so is God it was. Yeah. I, I think she's she's amazing. I feel kind of like about 
Ariana, how I feel probably about like Christina, like, you know, it was like, she's just like a really amazing singer. And yeah. I do think eventually like she won't be as popular, but I'll always like, yeah. And I agree with that, by the way, I've never once critiqued her voice. I've always said that yeah. she has an incredible instrument. Mm-hmm. But you know what? A lot of people do critique her voice. They, they don't like her voice. <laughs> a lot of well, people. People have a problem um, with everyone's voice. I don't <laughs> a lot of people don't like Mariah's voice. Yeah. Haters. I think a lot of people don't, didn't, didn't like I've, read reviews of her voice and don't they say that their thing with her is that she's very like like she doesn't sing with emotion or something like that she has a song called emotion uh. <laughs> <laughs> how can you say that oh, i don't agree that's just what i've that's just what i've read right, right. Uh, yeah I'm just like, i don't understand like listen mariah love her she cannot dance so like that's not no. her thing yeah. all of her energy into her singing yeah. now i i recently saw her caution tour and i mean you know she stays right within her little box she doesn't move she just does a little a little shimmy a little like shoulder shake a little hip shake <laughs> but like she doesn't do anything <laughs> outside of that but she doesn't need to all the emotion and everything goes into her voice like that's her only concentration so yeah. i'm like how can you say she doesn't sing with emotion that's all she does and people always forget like i don't know why people forget that mariah carey writes like all of her music yes like, she's such a songwriter people i she never gets credit for being a songwriter like and i'm always like she writes all her stuff i talked to a friend one time and they they are not like a mariah carey fan so when i was like oh yeah you know she writes her own stuff and she's like actually no she doesn't i was like yeah yes she does what are you talking about she's like no she's like she's crazy and i was like she's not crazy she's a little kooky but she's not crazy well, but that she could be, coo- she could be kooky and still be a songwriter <laughs> Right. All the best, all the best artists are a little crazy, honey. Celine, all the best artists. Celine honey. Dion, hello. If you're a great artist, you're a little kooky. Creativity and to crazy go together. Yeah, I feel like when you look at Super it's Creator, true. I'm like, you can't be that creative by like just being completely normal. <laughs> like, no yeah. way. <laughs> Think of all the like greats, like Elvis, the Beatles, Michael Jackson. They're kooky and weird as hell. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm they're like, genius. Something, so. something had to have happened to you for you to be that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Whatever you got to do to get the music to me, I don't care. As long as it's not harming right. anybody. I agree with that. Mm. Right? Uh-huh. The harming everybody is uh, come into play, though, when we talk about some of the greats. Uh, so, yeah. 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 So it's... <laughs> so wait, I... What do we do oh. with that? This is a t- this is probably a separate topic, but honestly, we might as well talk about it now because this is a podcast for divas and the person that I'm thinking of in general. Well, one of them that I'm that I'm thinking of is, I mean, let, should we? Maybe we shouldn't talk about Michael Jackson. I don't know. What's wrong with Michael Jackson? And it's your podcast. Whatever you want to talk about, we can talk about it. So if you don't want to, I completely understand. <laughs> Uh, I'm curious. I just want to hear your, um, your thoughts so about it. A I'm a bit. huge Michael Jackson fan, and so am I. Oh my god! Like I had the jacket and everything. Are I there, had the dolls. Are there people who aren't Michael Jackson fans? And there are very maybe few, younger generation. Younger generation for sure. Oh, I guess you know. Um, controversies aside, like there, I've met like just a couple people, but not really. Okay. But I don't. I don't think I've ever met anyone who's like I don't like Michael Jackson's music. That'd be weird to me. I've never <laughs> met anybody who says they don't like his music. But I've met a couple of people that are like, yeah, I like Michael Jackson, but they don't like 
Michael Jackson. Oh, like, right. okay, they don't I gotcha. Like. I gotcha. But it's very rare. Like, pretty much everybody loves his music. But yeah. um, one, I did not take his death very well. Like, <laughs> I really felt like I lost, like, you would have thought mm-hmm. I lost a family member. Like, I was obsessed and I cried a lot. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he was an idol that I looked up to you and, like, you know, David, you being a musician, it's just like, how can you not, like, feel the inspiration from Michael Jackson. Like he, so many artists like model themselves after him. Mm-hmm. So all the allegations and everything, it's it's a hard pill to swallow. Do I think that he was inappropriate with children? Yes, absolutely. Like there are a lot of questionable things. Do I feel like he was like full on like molesting kids? I don't know. I don't necessarily know if I believe that he was fully on like molesting consistently these kids, but I do think that they're obviously they have a story and I do think he was inappropriate. I do think he needed help. I think he was sick and he was like, he was messed up, but I don't think he was a monster. I think he was ill. And I, for me personally, I can separate the artists from the, from the music. So I will continue to love his music, but you know what? He's dead. There's no kind of money that's going to go in my pocket, his pocket for me, like still listening to his music. So I will still continue to listen to his music, but I understand that it's sensitive and like, you know, I don't know the truth. I just know what I feel. And, um, you know, I just feel like, I don't know, he's, he's dead. Like there's, there's nothing that can come of like mm. me not listening to his music anymore. Whereas like R. Kelly, he is still alive and like, I would never right. buy another R. Kelly album. Like, and yeah. I feel like he is pretty guilty and I just can't. I can still separate, like, I'm not going to, like, if I believe I can fly comes on, I'm not going to be like, turn that off. But I'm not going to go out of my way or listen to an R. Kelly song because I just, for me, that was just, like, a lot. Uh, He's still alive. I feel you. I really feel you on that because I believe I can fly came on the other day. And uh, I don't know. It just felt like Mm -hmm. comforting. Because that song oh, is just yeah. so big in it's our played in my graduation. <laughs> that it took me to a place, and I hadn't, I hadn't heard it in so long that it really took me to a place, and it was comforting. Uh, it is, it is difficult because you're like, oh, we're not, I'm not supposed to I be know, enjoying this. Like, I'm thinking to myself, but I get what you're saying because he's still alive. That if you're putting money in his pocket, you're enabling other, you're enabling him to possibly hurt further people because you believe that. He's guilty. A lot of people don't. A lot of people Do think it's a conspiracy think against him. So for R. Kelly, yeah, I see. Really? Yeah, I see it on Instagram. Uh-oh. Sure, of course. I mean, this is gonna sound whatever it's gonna sound like. But as long as there are like white people in power, there Be there's always the possibility it. of trying to discredit. Oh uh, well, I guess yeah. Black man down. Yeah, you know. Right. So I'm not saying that that's what this is, because to me the evidence says that he did it. But I could see why people would think, oh, this is another example of trying to bring black men down that are successful. Though there's just well, there's so the much whole, stacking like, of documentary too of all those women stuff against him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much. 
Um, I will say to add to that, uh, I was working at the Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Chicago, which is now closed because of the um, coronavirus permanently. But he would come. He would really. He would come into there a lot. And there was uh, all the waiters had different R. Kelly stories about how creepy it was. He would sit at one table with his posse and there would be a little girl, like a teenage girl sitting at a separate table by herself. And she would, she would have to like ask him permission to go to the bathroom or she would ask the waiter, can you go ask Miss? Can you go ask Mr. Kelly if I can go to the bathroom and like weird shit like that. Just weird stories. He was running. And I have to say that's that's hearsay because that's just right, that's just right, right, passed right. on from but, waiters. Um, he seems yeah. pretty filthy to me. <laughs> I um, as far as Michael Jackson goes, I I I agree that I I have to draw the line as far as canceling mm-hmm. art like. To, like when they say you can't separate the artist from the art, I like I understand that argument. And then you bring up Michael Jackson, and then I'm like, I'm sorry, no, I have to, I have to separate the artist from the art because that music is our just so embedded in our culture and our adolescence and our memories that I can't just I can't. erase it and devalidate it. It's you know, and personally, I think that I listen to those. Uh, you know stories, and uh, even even I remember in the '90s reading the affidavits um, from the cases, and even then, uh, I I think I do, but I do believe that I do think he molested those people. But I can't, I won't stop listening to Michael Jackson. I just can't. It's like you know, it's just he was so such a huge part of my life. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much, it's like I can't. Now, so I, I don't have any tattoos, but I always thought to myself, like, oh, I wanted to get some kind of Michael Jackson tattoo, like, of his feet doing, like, the, the moonwalker symbol. Now, with everything, I'm, again, I'm not sure about all the facts and everything, but I'm like, uh, maybe I shouldn't get a Michael Jackson tattoo, you know? like. Well, what about, like, a lyric quote that speaks yeah, to you? Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. That's a good compromise. But maybe, I don't know. I was just like, ooh, you know, <laughs> just in case. I'm kind of shocked that you don't have tattoos. To me, you seem like a tattoo kind of, you know, girl. And the thing is, I love tattoos. I just... love other people. <laughs> my dad's a pastor, so I grew up um, in a Christian household. Not that my dad was ever like, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. But like, I just like, oh, I don't want to put any marks on my body. Body is a temple. But I definitely- My mom still thinks that. Yeah, yeah. but I definitely got my tongue pierced in college. (laughs) And I love piercings. I love tattoos. And I'm actually thinking about getting my first one soon. So Do it. I'm such a bad influence. I'm always like that. (laughs) Whenever my friends are like, I'm thinking of like, yeah, like just doing like 10 different piercings. I'm like, do it. Just do it. I, I was thinking about getting my nose pierced. Oh, that'd be cute on you. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. I'm such a bad influence. I'm not even. I'm not even telling her. Like, think of how that might affect something. Oh, like, it's just it. like, do it. <laughs> oh, I love it. So I don't actually know about this Mariah Carey TRL mm. story. What? Um, I'm what? very well versed on glitter. I'm very well versed on glitter. I've seen glitter numerous times. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know much about her TRL break. I have heard of it, so I need Ashley to like break it down. Okay, well, I have all the team. Okay, and it's a lot. Okay, let's see. <laughs> I, it. I'm, so I'm I remember <laughs> when all of this happened, but I I watched like, that shit live. Yeah, and I also remember at that time being like, "Y'all need to like ease up on Mariah." Like the, the media was being way too hard on her. 
But I feel like uh, it was a series of unfortunate events that led up to the failure of Glitter. And it really wasn't in her control. And so here goes my defense. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> first, first explain what yeah. happened. So yeah. Let's go back in time in July of 2001. <laughs> I am. <laughs> and it's New York City TRL. Life is good. And Carson Daly is hosting, and out of nowhere comes Mariah Carey from behind the scenes singing Lover Boy. And she is in a large t- men's t shirt, and she comes in with the ice cream truck. And everyone's like, What? Mariah Carey? Like, this is crazy. She comes in, she's hyped, she's got energy, and she seems like a little like, like jittery, but like she just seems excited. Well, she takes off her her shirt and she's wearing like this little skin tight thing. She gives it to Carson. She's like going back and forth. She's waving. And Carson makes a comment, which I don't appreciate. He was like, Mariah Carey is crazy. She's here and came out of nowhere. I had no idea. Even though it came out later that he did know. But I get that he wanted the Of course he knew. Of course he knew. But, you know, they wanted to make it seem like a surprise. But instead, I felt like he he leaned into like, she's crazy. She just showed up out of nowhere instead of like, oh my God, what a great surprise. So he exacerbated it. He definitely did. And so she's just like going back and forth. She's being a little like, oh my God, Carson, can I talk about this? Can I talk about that? You can definitely tell she's like a little like, it's like, you okay, sis? Manic. And, uh, you know, she definitely makes coffee. Uh, right. It seemed like she was like, <laughs> on coffee, maybe something else. I don't know. I'm not making no allegations, but she did seem a little jittery. But overall, she seemed fine. Um, she definitely made a comment that she uh, was tired and she wishes she could have a day off to look at rainbows and eat ice cream, which is fine. But I, I, I think the the jitteriness mixed with the surprise mixed with like the big t-shirt and then she takes off and like for some reason it just didn't sit well with people they felt like what is this erratic behavior it really wasn't that bad but uh, you can definitely tell something's wrong so anyways the media like I mean, rips her new literally will, the media yeah. rips her a new asshole and they're just like she's crazy she's erratic she's troubling like what's wrong with her she's on drugs yeah all yeah. that the whole shebang so then after that, she does like an appearance. But I feel like, I feel like if I just based off of the, I mean, I, I, I'll go back and look at this clip, but I, I feel like Carson definitely like he painted the picture of like, no, yeah, crazy. but what I was going to say was, is that no, I was saying he made a comment uh-huh. like go ahead, when sorry. she was like going and just like talking and talking really fast. He was like, did anybody else feel dizzy from the ice cream? that she gave out like you know he kept just being like you are being uh, crazy okay. you gotcha. know he just kept going at it so yeah. he definitely did not help but anyways gotcha. so- well what i was gonna say was that in all the mariah carey interviews that i've seen in the past i don't feel like she's ever just been one to just kind of stand there and just be like delicate and, mm-hmm. like she's always had a lot of energy to her when she's like talking even like on oprah and stuff i remember her being very kind of like all over the place, but except that's when how Ellen I... interviewed her, right? Uh, oh, that, yeah, well, that, that was on the news this week. We haven't talked right. about that. Right, her that's to a, reveal her pregnancy, cringe. which so I don't, I don't right. Know. right. 
And that's another that's another one where it's like we as gay people we literally owe so much to Ellen, Ellen. and like she got the presidential medal of freedom for no, a reason. and I love as Ellen. an activist like she made all the difference. There's before Ellen and after Ellen, so it's hard to now say oh we're gonna cancel you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but hard. maybe it's just that absolute power corrupts absolutely. Definitely feel Regardless. like Ellen probably got caught up in her head, caught up in this this world, the celebrity world, and just kind of forgot her humanity side when it came to like her own house, like her own job. I just feel like she so yeah. in the clouds is like, you know, you have a whole team of people under you and like, you got to treat well, them. Well, is right. it really that hmm. she, and, and it might be, I don't know. I, 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 but is it, was it that she was treating people bad or was it that the workplace was just a toxic environment? Apparently the workplace was right. a toxic environment, but it then was, people but are it, coming forward more, with personal stories It was stories more like too. the people who worked below. Yeah, her, but it? for that, me, like, I feel like everything always trickles from the top. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, you know? no argument there for for sure. Yeah, you set the you pre, you set the precedent exactly. Of how and I, yeah, looking at something and someone was like, "Yeah, it's like known that like right. Ellen is not very like warm." Well, unless you're a celebrity, then she treats right, you really nice. right. <laughs> but you know what? That that is the kind of thing though that came in handy for the gay rights movement. Like, if she hadn't been a shark, if she hadn't defended herself, if she hadn't stood up for gay people, if she, like, those were the attributes that we benefited off of when they were benefiting yeah. gay people. But now that they don't have any use, um, it's, and I, when I also it's showing feel like sort of there. A lot of times when women are um, stern and, and strong, they get a bad rap of being, like, a bitch and, like, right, you right. know, crazy or... or just being like, you know, the opposite. Whereas a man can do the same thing, and he's like, oh, he's, he's so a boss. And yeah, he's a boss. But this woman, she's a bitch, you know. So I'll give her like a little mm. like leeway on that. That there's probably like we'll two see. Sides, but if she apologizes, uh, we'll see what we'll happens. See. I mean, she has so much money. She might just retire yeah. into her mansion. I don't think that she's issued though. She still hasn't really issued like a real apology, has she? Uh. I think she issued a statement, but I don't think she's issued like an actual like I'm so sorry for. Tr-. Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe she feels like she didn't do it. I don't. Or, you know. I, I think know. she's hoping for it to die down. Maybe. I don't know. Girl. Well, it's like it's COVID, so nobody else. We don't have anything else to talk about. Like we definitely do, but <laughs> it's, it's all, all we can do is right. talk. It's all just politics. like there's a more magnifying glass on you because like all we have to do is like read and watch yeah. stuff. Like what's going on. Isn't Nikki Tutorials the YouTuber? Is she's pretty much the one that started it, right? Is I she? think so because she did an interview where she was on a, I think it was a Dutch show or a German show, um, and they had asked, said like, "Oh, you were on Ellen, isn't that so cool?" And she kind of said like, "Yeah," like she basically said, "I didn't enjoy the experience," and she said oh. like, um, and she said something like, "Well, I wish she would have at least said hi to me." Or something like that. Um, she she essentially said that like she just kind of put her on the show, interviewed her, and that was it. She didn't really she wasn't warm to her at all. And she was the first person um, that I could think of. Anyway, I could be wrong at this, but I remember. And then that's when I remember everything started raveling because people were like, people from the inside were like, "Didn't you know that Ellen is like not yeah. a nice person?" Uh, and then it kind of just started. It had like a whole like snowball. Yeah. Effect, really. Well, this is the moment for everybody to speak their truth. You know, the whole thing came out about um, Leah Michelle. Yes. Uh. And so like, I, I will say that that is something that I I mean I don't feel bad for her because either. I and I have plenty of friends who have their only a Michelle story so I absolutely oh, really? I absolutely believe that it's true uh, yes absolutely yeah. 
Um, but with that being said, I do feel bad in the sense that I'm like, damn, the girl was just trying to like give a little bit of like support black lives. Yeah. And then like it just blew up in her but face. You know, <laughs> you can smell the bullshit. And I'm not saying that she didn't yeah. genuinely feel. Well, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, yeah. you know, every, George Floyd hit different for everybody. Like, cause it was just mm-hmm. like, this is just a public lynching. And so I, I do believe that she probably felt something, but I can understand that if she was a bitch to you and if, and things felt racial in the past, it's just like, girl, don't try to be performing and act like you really give a shit. Like you've been like about the cause. Cause you're, you're part not. of the problem. Yeah. yeah. And I honestly, all that stuff came out. It did not surprise me at all because I've always got this like, bitchy yeah. energy from Lena Shell. I'm like, well, it wasn't even really a secret. I don't think it wasn't really a wasn't like a, a secret in New York, right? <laughs> well, right in the theater community. In the theater community, everybody <laughs> right. knew. Nobody was really like, what, really? Right, right. Like, I think if you're in the that. industry, in the entertainment industry, you're like, duh. Of course, she's a bitch. Like, <laughs> you can pick up, <laughs> duh. But maybe people from yeah. not in the entertainment industry, they might have been surprised. I don't know. Where she really wait, wait, wait. a particularly nice person on TV. Wasn't her character right. kind of like? Yeah, nice I was too? like, she's but playing herself. I don't know. She's playing herself. Like, yeah, over and over. So wait, Carson. Carson. Oh, sorry, back. <laughs> he's problematic. You know, also because I rewatched the like clip. Um, you know, she had this big T-shirt on, and she's just like, you know, talking, and she was like, "Oh, you like my shirt, Carson?" She was like, "Me and Carson are gonna start our own line," and the shirt was like purple with pink letters that said "Lover Boy" on it. And he was like, oh, well, you know, this is from the girls division, right? And she was like, I mean, a boy can wear this. Why can't a boy wear this? She was like, we love all kinds of people here. And I was like, that's right, Mariah. Shut that shit down. Like, Carson, what are you doing? Like, stop being problematic. That aged well. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, aged so well. <laughs> anyways, Carson, whatever. <laughs> that's right. I already said Carson bullied me. Yeah, like, Carson, what's Fred up? How dare he? Not Fred Savage. <laughs> Isn't he a Trump supporter? Not Fred Savage. <laughs> or no, is it Ben Savage? No, I don't think One so. One of them is. Oh, are, I can't imagine. I can't imagine either of them being. That's That would Who? surprise me. Trump Savage or uh, Trump, ben, ben Savage? Ben, oh, ben was man. in Boy Meets World, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think it's Ben Savage that's. The luck Fred of Savage those brothers, is, is the, the luck of those the, brothers, yeah, that they both got two su- super successful TV shows that lasted them years. Right? That's all I want to say. Uh, about that. Fred <laughs> Savage is one is one of the most successful television directors in Hollywood. If you want your sitcom, like if you're if you want your sitcom to be a hit, you hire Fred Savage. Oh, really? I didn't even know he did. Oh, that. yeah, he's directed. He's literally directed for all your favorite sitcoms. Yes, Fred. Okay, well, that's Fred Savage. I did love the Wonder Years. They used to play, they had summer reruns and I used to watch it all the time. No, they're remaking the Wonder Years. That's what I heard, yes. I think they're doing it with Black. But are they doing it around the same time? Because wasn't the whole point of the Wonder Year, like the thing that made it different than just a regular growing up sitcom was that it took place during like the war and like the 70s and like... No, uh, the 60s. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, that was the whole thing that made it like it, it like it was. It's supposed to be a, a story. Yeah, of and its in time. the pilot episode, Winnie's older brother dies in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. 
it's really like, oh Many. shit, this this is a different type of show. Yeah. That's when you realize this is a different type of show. And oh. then he has his first kiss with her after he comforts her about her dead brother. Like, oof, that hit that hits hard. Yeah. That hits hard. Aggressive. Um, that was a great his show. older sister goes and lives in a commune, like she becomes a hippie. Yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely that. a sh- it's definitely a show about the paradigm shift of the late 60s and all of that. And this little boy coming into the world. Dur- or adolescence becoming a man during the paradigm shift of the of that mm-hmm. time so yeah that's no, a good show and i would love to see it uh the same i need to rewatch that actually i feel like i'd appreciate it more now yeah, that right I'm <laughs> totally i was like 13 right. so i don't i didn't fully understand everything Hulu. i might have made that up but i remember it being maybe i'll look it up i'm gonna look it up right now <laughs> if it's on any streaming service it's somewhere it it's somewhere um so that's just that wait i want to uh, mention one thing about that even before all of that mariah carey had just been dumped by arguably like the love of her life is that luis miguel yes she got divorced from Tommy Otola like right before butterfly right or during that whole butterfly era now years have passed and she's, she's with Thalia now. Yeah. She's in a relation a long-term relationship with Luis Miguel. Yeah. And that literally just ended like right before the release of Glitter was happening and all of this stuff too. So that yeah. I feel like there was so much pressure. She was entering a new record contract also. Um, mm-hmm. One of the biggest record contracts of all time, which Glitter was supposed to be the first, the first album of that record contract. So she had a lot to prove uh-huh. too. There was just, I feel like there was a lot. It was just like a perfect story. Yeah. Yeah. Like like everything was no, you're once. not even done yeah. with your story because yeah, keep talking because it gets even of, better, girl. A series of unfortunate events that led up to the failure of Glitter. So T on the on Tommy Mottola. So the song Lover Boy, which was her, you know, her main single from Glitter, the original track that it was sampled from was a different track that was actually the uh, track from J-Lo's I'm Real. I'm Real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I know this story, but tell it, actually. So tell it. That tell it. sample <laughs> was tell originally it. the Lover Boy sample. Yes. But Tommy Mottola was being petty. Girl. And he was. he was working on mm-hmm. JLo's album. And so he was like, you're going to have that song. Even though Mariah bought the rights to it first, her uh, JLo's album was coming out first before Glitter. So mm-hmm. JLo got the song for I'm Real. And then Mariah changed the beat to um, the Candy by Cameo. Uh, oh, 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 and on Mariah's new Rarities album, the original version is going to be on there. It's like never been heard and it's going to be on so the album. He was being petty and took that away from her. So, but you know what? I feel like the little boy song was good for what it was. I think it was meant to be that way. Yeah. Well, it was a flop. What? It was no, a big was it? flop. It, uh, I mean, it, it hit number two on the Billboard charts, but this is where. You and I always talk about what's the difference between a song charting high and being a hit because it's not always the same. Right. Lover Boy charted high at number two, but actually that was the first debut single from any uh, from any Mariah Carey album that did not d- go to number one. So it, in that sense, well, does that make it a flop? Fir- well, it it flopped on radio. It got no radio. It did play. flop on radio, but that's what I'm saying. Going back to like, you know, Mariah Carey's so great. Every single song that she came out went to number one. And then this song goes to number two and they drag her as if like your career's over just because her song was number two, not number one. Which is like, right, right. like you still got to put respect on her name, you know? But you know what? Yeah. She rises above uh. and 
I, I, I'm which is why we have that feud between right. Mariah and JLo. Yeah, which is why, and that's, everybody, that's why Mariah like hates JLo so much. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so T, I don't know her. T when on TRL right before she came out with the ice cream, they had just finished playing "I'm Real" at on the TRL countdown, and then as <gasps> soon as it ended, she started singing "Lover Boy," and I was like, "Oh, this petty bitch!" Like she knew what she was doing. Oh, oh yeah. Shit. So yeah, and it makes yeah. sense about the I don't know her. Like, makes sense. Yeah. One thing I will say about Mariah, which a lot of people use to to uh, critique her, but I love it, is Mariah is a shady bitch. <laughs> like, she is... <laughs> I, I do... I love her for it, though, but Mariah is a... There's a video that used to be on YouTube. I used to watch it all the time when I was upset because it would always make me laugh. It got taken down. I, I've looked for it a million times, but it's called Shady Moments by Shady Divas. And it's basically oh, like I a love comp- that video. Yeah, it was basically like a compilation video of just like Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, just having like super Aretha shady Aretha Franklin. Moments. Yeah, Janet Jackson was on it. Oh, it was so good. But, but Mariah's were always just like the most. I was like, girl, she's like not even trying to hide it. She's a, yeah, no, yeah. I love you, Mariah. Which, she is a shady bitch. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot to bring this up during when we were talking about like uh, diva news. But MC Thirty, Mariah has been releasing these EPs uh, yes. every week. She released uh, a Spanish her Spanish EP from 1998. She re-released it. It's got Hero in Spanish. It's got My All mm-hmm. in Spanish and all these club remixes of My All in Spanish. So check that out if you have it. I always forget that she's uh, Afro-Latina. Like her father's Afro-Latina and mm-hmm. her mother's white. Yeah, her dad is from... Uh, her dad is in yeah. Venezuela, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and actually, it's funny because I think Luis Miguel brought it because I, I don't know. I don't think that it was a coincidence that like just when she started to date Luis Miguel is when she started to come out with all her Spanish stuff. I'm like, I think he inspired her to because for people who don't know, Luis Miguel is like the most one of the most famous Mexican singers like ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He has a great Netflix show about his life. He's so dreamy. <laughs> yes. Um, but going back to Glitter, also what I will say about Glitter, and I've seen Glitter and I do not believe it is a great movie. But with that being said, I also don't really think that there was any chance of that movie succeeding in the box office, at least because everyone forgets now, um, Glitter was released on September 11th. <laughs> 2001. 2001. Yeah. No, yeah, so, yeah. Ain't, was, nobody was going to the movie theater. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So the, it yeah. was the soundtrack that was released on September 11th. And then, yeah. And this was a great soundtrack. How by the gay way. I am. We spent the day crying and bawling and watching the news and we had friends that had just moved to new york and we we couldn't get a hold of them and we were freaking out and we watched the towers we watched the news all day long and around 6 p.m when we sort of like uh, like got a breath in and we're like oh i was like i gotta go buy mariah's album <laughs> and i was living in the dorms i walked my ass to hastings to go buy uh glitter glitter on, on september hastings. 11th uh, <laughs> were the stores R. open hastings. R. Oh, you were not, oh, you, you i were loved hastings oh, i miss hastings <laughs> hastings what I do I, about, danny do I, you know what hastings was i do not it was a store that had uh, it was a record store, <laughs> but they they had CDs and stuff. But they they had new stuff and used stuff and new books and used books and oh, I would uh, love like that a place. coffee shop inside. Uh, it was very like um, it was very cool, like Barnes and Noble, but with used stuff too. But like with the like a Borders, it was much cooler. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. You know what I do miss in Times Square? Uh, that used to I, Virgin I, Mega Store. Well, Tower Tower Records. 
Oh, Tower Records um, too. Which was such a I miss like I don't know I just miss like, I miss going to yeah. get a new CD. Like kids these days don't understand, and I it's kind of better this way I suppose because now they can just stream everything. But y'all do not understand like the excitement of being able to like buy a new like the next CD from your new like your favorite artist. It was just like the best and like my family didn't have a lot yeah and my family growing up didn't have a lot of money so like a 15 20 cd was actually kind of expensive like for my mom to buy me but like um she would get me like like cds for christmas you know yeah, um, some people would start would making them like stocking stuffers and i'd be like stocking stuffers that's like my main gift uh actually yeah actually did you ever do columbia house club yes i did (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Columbia House was this thing that came out in the paper <laughs> in the back of Parade Magazine, which was a free little magazine that came in the paper. Uh, <laughs> and you would join the Columbia House Club where you would pick like 12 CDs for a penny each. What? And they would mail them to you. Yeah. And you would sign oh, up with like everybody in your family. Like, oh, I signed up as my dad. I signed up as my mom. I signed up as like... <laughs> The thing is, you would have to then buy a full price CD. And the full price CDs were kind of expensive, like $25 or something. But still, you would get like yeah, 13 man. CDs for like $25. Oh, that's good. Like, like really old oh, CDs. That's, that's crazy now that you can like with streaming and stuff. Because I mean, back then, if you bought like four or five CDs, that was like $100. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> and like, that that was a, even that more money back then than it is now because of inflation. Yeah. That was like a lot of money. It was a lot yeah. of money to buy a CD. Although, you know what's like funny? I don't, I don't think I went to Target the other day, and CDs are still like fifteen bucks. Like they haven't even gone down much in price. I mean, maybe every some are like ten dollars, but it's not really like a big bargain now to buy CDs. I mean, yeah. They're obviously still selling them, which is weird to me. Yeah, they still do uh-huh. have like physical. Especially, especially like country CDs, they still buy. <laughs> I still will buy a CD like if Mariah, like Mariah's CDs, Christina Aguilera, all the like divas that I love, I will buy their actual CD. Okay, I I do too, but I switch to vinyl, so I buy it. I'll buy it on vinyl if I really love it. I well, started buying more expensive vinyl. though, isn't it? It's, about, it's like tw- they're like um, twenty two, twenty to twenty five dollars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to put like vinyls up, and I've been really trying to get Brandy's um, Never Say Never. And I, it's I like think I saw that at Urban Outfitters. <gasps> really? A re-release. I mean, like the cheapest one is like two hundred dollars. I'm um, like, so yeah. So it was you're like it was a perfect storm, right? Yes. Okay. So going back, so she has a TRL performance. Then after that, she um, has a signing at Roosevelt Field in Long Island. And she starts ranting about uh, Howard Stern and stuff that he said about her. Her publicist had to, like, take the mic from her. So, like, it's like, and apparently she was on her website. She was like, I feel like if Twitter were back then, she would be tweeting. But instead, she was just, like, putting messages on her website and voice messages. Just saying how she's, like, tired and how she needs a break she can't sleep and all of a sudden she's like dropping these little eggs that like she's tired. And so then a week after the TRL performance, she is hospitalized. Um, oh, I think she might have faded or something. Hospitalized unquote. from exhaustion. Yeah, from being physically and emotionally tired. And then I think two years ago, it actually came out that she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder when she had that. Oh, was she? I didn't know that. 
Mm-hmm. I was going to say yeah. it's classic classic bipolar behavior. When you become manic like that, it means you're about to yeah. like, take a dive. And was this also when the Eminem I, stuff was happening too, where it was like rumored that she had something with Eminem? Do you remember uh, that? That was like a year later. Oh, that was after? Yeah. Okay, never mind. But I feel like back then, and it's still a struggle, but like there was not as much information publicly that everybody knew about mental health and people weren't that sensitive to it or understanding. Well, people just it's thought like, you were crazy like they, if you were bipolar. Yeah, they just thought you were crazy if you were bipolar. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And so she was, people met her illness with anger, which is crazy now. It's just like she needed help and she needed rest, you know? And so I feel like all of that led up to, they were like, okay, we've got to delay the album and the movie because she's in the hospital. So then it was moved, the album released on September 11th, and then the uh, the movie after that. And so like nobody, all that leading up to it, they're dragging her in the media. Nobody like likes her little breakdown. They're blaming her for some reason. And so, and then it comes out September 11th. So it's just like all those things led up to Glitter just being like a complete flop. But the movie is not, that bad (laughs) you don't think so (laughs) no no listen okay i will say this it is the same for me as burlesque as uh a star is born it's all the same thing it's about our pop stars i would agree i would agree with ashley that in terms of quality it's really not that different than like crossroads or burlesque or it's a typical it's a typical like uh, first exactly. movie from a pop girl who's trying to be an actress yeah right if you're comparing the movie to like an oscar movie then like yeah it's not that great but if you're comparing it to all the rest of the divas who made their movie about them being a star <laughs> then it's like it's the same thing and so that's why you know flash forward to 2018 we have justice for glitter because a star is born came out and it's the same plot it's the exact same plot for me. For me, I'm not trying to hate on Lady Gaga or anything, but for me, the quality wasn't that much better. I I liked A Star Is Born, but I like glitter as well. I don't I don't see the big difference. And so fans recognize that, and they're like, "Yo, justice for glitter!" Like, it glitter got a bad rap. All these unfortunate events, and yet A Star Is Born comes out. Not saying that they didn't update it and give it a little more meat, but like it's the same shit and you know uh, oscars here and there and everything well, Glitter, star is like, born is also the, the fourth remake ever. so it's like a star exactly <laughs> so star is born is the same story as all the other stars <laughs> stars are born but yeah yeah it's the same story but i i do feel like glitter crawled so that a star is born could run um I I love Mariah. She's one of my top 2 divas. Um uh, she you know I stand Mariah to death. Um, but I have to disagree. <laughs> Glitter is a terrible ass movie. <laughs> There's big differences to me between A Star is Born. So it's well, it burlesque, has the same so plot as A Star is Born, but it just like things about it just they it was, jump yeah. from like thing to thing without without having reasoning, and uh, it just makes no sense as a movie. <laughs> they, she's about to go on stage. They come in and tell her the love of her life got killed or something <laughs> randomly. We had nothing to do with the rest of the film. At least in A Star Is Born, he has a reason to kill himself, right? And this one, he just randomly gets mugged or something. Oh no, it was because he made the <laughs> he, no, he, made, he, made, he made the deal. Yeah. He made the yeah, deal in the beginning the of the movie that like for a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he gets Howard. killed. 
And she, she turns, he, they are like, he's killed. And she goes, she makes a face to the camera like, oh no. And then walks on stage and sings. Like, what? Girl, yeah. at least Lady Gaga, it's like a, months later and she's giving a tribute to him. I mean, Even I agree. Plot points. Yeah, I agree and I disagree with Ashley. I mean, I, it's specifically, specifically with A Star Is Born, I will say I think A Star Is Born in just in quality of film is much better. But I do agree with her that for most of the girls, because like, okay, I'm going to, and I'm going to get in trouble with Ashley because she just said she loves her, but like, I just saw The Bodyguard for the first time the other day. It's really not a good movie. But with that being said, I love Whitney Houston. I'm going to slap you. That is a no. cool cinematic classic. Oh, it, no, 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 no. It's absolutely a classic. It's not a good movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, I'll, but, I'll give you this. I'll give you this. I think of these movies the same way I think of like Showgirls. Like, okay, yes. Glitter is in it's the vein a- of Showgirls, so bad that it's yes. good. no, no, because Except- Showgirls are so Showgirls are so bad it's good. I wouldn't say Glitter is like you a think so bad Glitter is so bad that it's funny. I just think it's bad. You like, just think it's bad. I will say Showgirls brings me joy when I watch show, it. Glitter doesn't has necessarily like a bring me joy. Ridiculous that it's actually kind of fun to watch Showgirls. You know what I mean? Like you can actually the have camp, a good time. Showgirls is a bucket of joy. Like I have a great time watching Showgirls personally. I love me some Showgirls. Glitter, glitter. You have to you have to make fun of it with your friends the whole time. I think to enjoy it. But yeah. but here's the thing though: the music in Glitter is so. Oh, the soundtrack good. of Glitter is fantastic. It's the one of my favorite. Album Glitter albums. is yeah. one of it is. Uh, it's like our. It's one of her best albums. Which I is love what so she tried funny, to do with it too, because it was supposed to be like an '80s kind of throwback to like New which York. Which funny because that's in style. Like that's what the weekend is doing right now. Yeah, you know? but it, well, it's, <laughs> exactly. it's like yeah, it's like the New York City club, like underground kind of like. Turn yeah. Silk down, turn Billy all the way up. Shut <laughs> <laughs> up, you were so dumb. That's literally what it was. That was funny too, wasn't it? Where she was like, was. you don't need them, they're just background. And then Mariah Carey starts singing. Right. <laughs> we great. have to give a shout out to um, uh, Padma Lakshmi. Yeah. Who made, who yes. In that movie, because Padma Lakshmi is doing like so much good right now. If you haven't watched Taste the Nation on Hulu, my roommate was watching it the other day and get I watched it with your him. It's butt so in a good. chair. Yeah. Watch so Taste the Nation with Padma Lakshmi. She's creating a show that about the immig- about the immigrant experience in America. She's uniting America. Yes. She's uniting us, and through the food and every episode, I cry like a baby. <laughs> I it's remember so the first good. time have I you saw seen her. It? I, I don't, Ashley, have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it yet, but I know about it. I just haven't. It's it's on my list. Very good. Yeah, the first, the first time I saw her after Glitter, I remember was on Top Chef because she was a judge. She's and an I, amazing judge. And I literally remember, I, she was, yeah, was. She was a great judge. I love her. She still judge, is. But I do remember like watching that for the first time and being like, why is that actress from Glitter? that are judging food. Me used to get a lot of heat from that she didn't have the credentials to be a top chef judge. But now that it's been 18 seasons and she has like three cookbooks and, you know, like she is 100% like one of, you know, the judge. She's also a very good judge. She gives very oh, like strong amazing. critiques and she's not like mean about it. like she's top very, chef. very we could have a whole top chef podcast. Honestly, I love top chef. I'm down for it. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I know we keep changing the subject, but I don't want to spoil it for people, but it's been a week. Canada's drag race. How do you feel about the winner? I approve. I'll let Ashley go first. Oh, well, okay. So <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> I did I haven't watched yet. 
Okay. I do have a question though, and this is not shade. It's going to sound like a shady question, but I swear to God, it's not. You're a is shady this... bitch, dude. No, 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 it's not. I swear. <laughs> but isn't this winner? Isn't this winner the first winner I think ever that won and had a really bad snatch game? Because all the other winners have no. had amazing snatch games. No, haven't they? Who else no. has that has a really bad snatch game? Um, let's see. Let's go back to uh, yeah. Trixie Mattel. <laughs> oh, you're right. In all, yeah, Trixie you're right. Mattel, in all she, um, yeah, she did have a uh, Tyra game. Sanchez. Uh, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you're. Oh, well, she was Beyonce. Right? Violet did oh. mediocre. Violet, the Violet was mediocre. Yeah. Mo- well, most uh, maybe because most of the winners have good. Oh, ones. Violet with Alyssa, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like Jinx was a really good snatch game. Oh, hello, um, Evie Oddly. Evie Oddly. Did she? Evie Oddly what did Whoopi her? Goldberg. It was terrible. Oh, that's Brooke did Celine oh, Dion. Yeah. And she was terrible. Oh, that's and they Celine were the, they were awful. first and second place of their season, but they yeah. they lip synced and yeah. and just blew everyone away. That's and I remember I was so annoyed because Celine Dion. I've always said that she would make such a good snatch game, and I still stand by that. But that was just not. Yeah, it was terrible. That wasn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's funny how they say that like the snatch game separates like the boys from the men yeah. or the but yet so many people have won that did terrible snatch games yeah but yeah. i will say if you do lose snatch game you have an uphill battle to climb because that yeah. is you are kind of seen as like Ooh. yeah i'm very happy with who won canada drag race i have a crush on her i don't want to ruin it for people i guess but have a crush on her she's great i love her Okay, cute. <laughs> Congratulations to her. So, poor Mariah. Um, glitter, I, I don't think Glitter is a good movie. I think it's pretty terrible. But uh, but the music videos within Glitter, I think, are amazing. Like, all the yeah. musical moments are so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the album is a masterpiece. It really is a masterpiece. It holds up today. You could listen to Glitter. Yeah, it's aged very well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It is a masterpiece. But poor, yeah, poor I, Mariah. I, I agree. Is Glitter, like, this amazing film? Absolutely not. It's Definitely not. It's, of course, like, got its ridiculous moments. The, the script, some of the acting. Like, you know, there there's a lot of elements. Yeah. But did it get a bad rap unnecessarily, like, more than it should have? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, and they said, like, and the critics tried things. to say that it was one of the worst films of all time. I was like, calm the hell down. No, it wasn't. No. <laughs> no. I just I feel like it might be, yeah, bad rap, but it's the same as all these other diva movies, you know? And... That's why they had the Justice for Glitter. And in the caution tour, she did like a whole glitter section as like a thank you to the fans. I'm so mad amazing. that I didn't go to the caution tour. I, I almost did. I've seen Mariah at this point so many times that I think I was just busy. And uh, and I was like, oh, I'll just go to the next one. Did you one. see her Vegas show? Of course. Did you like it? Of course I did. Was she singing? Was she singing live in her? Vacation? She sings a lot of stuff live, and she yeah. lip syncs some stuff. I don't want to get into it too much. I know, because... I know what she does. Don't they say what she does a lot? Is she lip syncs her whistle notes? Right. So yeah. we have later some in the season, them. later in our podcast season, Josh Booney is coming on. He he's from the podcast Fear the Queer, and he's going to come on later in the season and defend Mariah Carey lip syncing her whistle tones and her uh, <laughs> okay. New Year's Eve okay. yeah, so he's in gonna her, come out in her defense that. i know so i, know I don't want to talk about it too much right now <laughs> yeah in her defense a lot of a lot more celebrities do that than people i know beyonce does that a lot uh christina aguilera i believe does it uh specifically with like the like i know that i saw this clip uh what's that note the that like growl thing that christina's known for you know where she does the like 
<laughs> so like it's called, yeah, it's called a growl. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Well, sure. But like Christina Aguilera is known specifically for that. But um, her Candyman, the the one that she does in Candyman, which is like such an iconic big note that she does. Oh yeah, when she's uh, just up there. Yeah. yeah, she'll sing. If you watch live clips of her, she'll sing the whole song live except for that one note, <laughs> uh, which I always find very like funny how that works. But well, I'm not mad at it. No, I don't care. I I I understand. There is something to be said about. Um, vocal health and just taking care of your voice. If you're going to be doing that concert every day for, you know, yeah. six months, you could literally ruin your voice and many pop stars have. So it's, you know, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about this later though, because we're going to do the episode. Yeah. If we talk but about I think that. that's also, I think that's also why, and me and my friend was talking about this um, recently, where if you notice Ariana Grande is not doing as many high notes as she used to, because she used to be like Mariah Carey, oh, yeah. where she was doing a high note in every freaking song. Why do we feel like it's the opposite um, And I think of that? like, because right. a lot of people say that Mariah Carey having like to do that so much. She doesn't do enough of them. Um, and so I think like, Ariana is being a little more careful with like when she chooses to do that. Because um, yeah. I really don't think that there's any healthy way to do that consistently. Uh, there's some opera course. singers that do, but but it's very it's not called oh, well, for that well, often in, in yeah, music a, in musical theater and opera. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, like you said, David. No, I was going to say like you said, vocal health is like very important, and like you know, it's an instrument, but like it's it's a muscle, and like there's only so much you can do. I do believe when you have like high notes or belts, you should definitely be able to do it, and maybe stuff like. SNL or like a night show, you should sing fully. But like yes, if you're doing a do tour, it's just SNL. like I would rather you be healthy and lip sync those notes than blow your voice out trying to like do it all. Yeah, like I'm it's okay. It. We know you can do it. And of course we want to hear it, but like, you know, do what you need to do and just put on a good show. Also, like your voice with vocal healthy. in terms of vocal health, a lot of vocal teachers will tell you that like the number one way for you to keep your voice healthy is getting a lot of sleep. And um, <laughs> when you're a celebrity like at that magnitude, I just don't think that that's even possible. Uh, they always say you have to sleep. Like that is the nut. Who knows? I think everybody has their vice and something that they do to to help boost. Yeah. Mariah so said she has like a tea thing, right? She drinks like tea and honey or something. All singers do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'm not a singer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Mariah has this very special, unique thing she does where she drinks tea. <laughs> like LeBron James has this really, like, really special thing he does where he, like, practices three pointers from the <laughs> Genius. Genius. <laughs> Did you like my sports reference? I'm so straight. <laughs> um, sports. Yeah, sports, 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 sports. Oh God! Um, I remember when I was a when I was this is a very 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 quick story. I remember when I was in middle school, they had a, you know that obviously you know that show Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Well, they had a school version. Rest in and, peace. Rest right, in they peace. had a school version where we could win a hundred dollars, wow. and I entered and I ended up being one of the kids who got it, and I got all the way up to the one hundred dollar question, and they were like stupid, they were like pop culture questions, and then they would mix it in with like like some school questions like what are the school what's our school mascot like shit like that anyway i remember that the final 100 question i was like oh my god i'm gonna win 100 uh was a sports question and i literally <gasps> was like 
fuck i had lost and you had and i used my three lifelines and your your three lifelines was you had three teachers that were there that you could like ask them a question you could ask the teacher a question all the you could teachers ask the were student council a question which is i think was like the valedictorian or something uh and, the and then you could eliminate two of the choices. Gay? so i eliminated two of the choices i asked the valedictorian one and he and didn't know anything about sports he's like oh, i think it's the lakers and then i your asked the teacher a question he's like oh, i'm pretty sure it's the bears and gay. so then i just chose to leave with my like 75 dollars that was my story 75 dollars is good though 75 dollars is good for my mom it was like a lot of shitload of money (laughs) glitter did get a little bit of of justice in that it got to number one at least on the itunes charts when it was re-released the music has gotten the album the album did yeah the movie doesn't need justice Mariah's acting Mariah's acting has gotten a little bit of justice because she was in Precious and that got she got yeah, Mariah has that. done some good, pretty good movie roles with Lee Daniel I thought she did really well in Precious yeah. oh she's amazing uh, 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 yeah, coming in here scene, and you're asking freaking, me for money. <laughs> she gives me chills in that in that it's scene. So good, and she was so stripped down. Uh-huh. Like it wasn't like Amber Mariah. It was oh, like no. I'm they saying made like her look real. Role. Yeah, social worker. I feel like we need like, more of that. Very real. I want more Mariah. I do too. Well, I can't wait for her um, memoir to come out. <gasps> Girl, do you know we're gonna we're gonna have to have a special episode just to talk about the memoir when we're yeah. gonna have to do real book club on that episode. And what is uh, it out? Gonna, Was it out already? Like September thirtieth or something, right? Oh, it's coming out like soon. really soon. All of all yeah, of I, this MC thirty stuff is leading up to the memoir. The memoir, and then I think the album. Comes I love out. memoirs. You know. Like, Right after you that. know whose memoir I just read that was actually very surprisingly quite good and very revealing was Jessica Simpson's. <laughs> her memoir was oh. good. What, yeah, what, yeah. what did she tell? Did she talk about her gay dad? <laughs> no, but she talks a lot about... David. Uh, she talks <laughs> I'm just a lot about, asking. Like, she talks a lot about her come up and how like they were basically modeling her career after Britney Spears, which isn't a huge revelation. I feel like they were modeling every pop girl's career after Britney Spears. But she talks a lot about like her breakup with Nick Lachey, how Ooh, she like, juicy. um, how she basically used John Mayer as like a way to get over him. Um, oh God, John which, Mayer has been with literally everyone. He's been with like, everybody, and all girl, and he always gets the most beautiful people. He was with Jessica Simpson for a year. He was with Katy Perry for like three such years. A douchebag. I know. I don't get it. But I think women seem to like, which I think he must have. have some people have spoken. Have, but he must. Have. Yeah, they've said they've they've, they've said that. Um, but um, actually, Katy Perry said um, that John Mayer was her best uh, lover. Um, oh, but poor, um, poor that, Orlando Bloom. I know, and she said that. Well, she said that when her and Orlando Bloom had broken up. She said that he was second place, and I was like, oh well, that didn't age well. But um, but Ooh. I think I think a, a few of them have alluded to the fact that like I think there's something to be said about you know because he's kind of like a misunderstood like artsy. A lot of I think women date him to try to like fix him and then they realize that like he you know he can't be fixed um but um he is a brilliant songwriter though damn he's very good yeah, yeah. I, I very much enjoy his music he's very damn good. Um, and even his new like his newer stuff has not been like hits on the radio but it's so much even better than the old stuff that was hits is he just like takes you deep into like I don't personal know the last well, he's always the type though that he like he I hasn't know. had any hits in years but well, yeah but, but his, listen to but his, his album albums, from beginning his to end still sell, and like millions like, of copies listen to one of his albums from beginning to end and girl it's like dark it's bleak it's good he takes right. you there 
to the dark to the dark places of of his depression and shit. Like it's. I wonder, deep, like, which dark. girl, which girl of his is like the most, like, which one stained his heart the most? You know I, mean? I thought it was any um, of them. What do you think? Love Hewitt, right? Ooh. It, right? Oh, well, she was that. She was the one that he wrote "Your Body Is a Wonderland" about. Oh well, because hers is a right. Wonderland girl. How does she stand up with those big boobies? Like it's gonna fall over. She's got a great. Yeah, no, she. Yeah, it's just it's like Taylor Swift. I'm always like, which one, of, which one of boys that Taylor Swift dated? Well, her lyrics would probably allude to it, it being Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. All of those songs about Jake Gyllenhaal were like, God, I just like pulled my heart out. But anyway, um, Mariah just also revealed that the roof and my all was about Derek Jeter. <gasps> really? I remember when the rumors yeah. were were uh were going and swirling around that Ugh. they were seeing my each other. All is one of my favorite Mariah Carey songs. Me so she just released it too. in Spanish uh, on that. Well, she's on had that it. No, it, well, it had it. It was in Spanish for a long time. I think that yeah, but just, she would have she's... to have the old cassette from the '90s or whatever. Oh, like right, this right. is <laughs> this is on uh, Spotify and Apple Music and all everything now. Oh, mm-hmm. Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. Yeah, so she had actually started. I don't know if they were like dating, but they their like fling kind of started when she was still married. <gasps> to oh, I cannot wait for this tell-all book. I know I can't wait either. But yeah, she said the roof was about her and Derek Jeter. Um, their first kiss was on the roof of his apartment, and so that's what that song was about. And that's when and then she, my all she just felt it. Yeah, and then my all was like because. It like forbidden because she was still with Tommy Matola. So she was like, I want, I'm thinking of you. And oh, all that's why stuff. the lyric is that give my all to have just one more night one with more you. One more night with you. Yes. yes. I my like, life to feel. Because I The way she like gets full chest and then just switches it to falsetto. <laughs> Everyone does that now. I used to hate that and I'm just so used to it now. I'm just so used does to it. Does she still sing that in her live shows, my all? Well, she had she to in the Vegas does. show. She had to in the Vegas show because it was uh, all the number one songs. Oh, that's right. It was all my number ones. Yeah. Which is actually exhausting yeah, she to did do all those songs. I remember in her um, Watch What Happens Live when like the guests called in and they were like, Mariah, what's your least favorite song to sing live? And she was just like, if it's my least favorite song, I'm not singing it. <laughs> <laughs> diva. I mean, let me tell you, she's. I'm okay with that. The diva. She's, you know the what? Diva. Though she she's earned it. She can be a little shady. I'm alright with it because we have some divas who are shady, and I'm like, girl, you've only come out with one album. You need to relax. Right. Oh. Oh, is she shit? Oh, I don't know. I don't really know her career like that, but someone will probably want to defend her. I'm sure. Um. Yeah, I'm not really too. I, I I only know her. I only said that because she's shady. I don't really know. I don't know her. Like that's just me being honest. I don't know BB Rexa. I don't know really her music. I I'm only know her because she's I of the shade she throws on Twitter. And she was a. She, I know what she looks like now because she was on RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm still waiting for um a, yeah. a, like a trio song with her, Dua Lipa, and Rita Ora because they're like the the really hot like Albanian girls. Oh yeah. Um, Except that Dua Lipa is so much more famous than. The other two, I don't know. <laughs> She'd be doing them That's a favor. Fair. Uh, Dua Lipa's du- <laughs> duetting with Madonna, and you're like, let's do a duet with Rita Ora. Well, like, yes, but to on. be completely fair, I think, that, I think that that was more for, Mad- like, because Madonna's, like, she, I, Dua Lipa is the hot artist right now. 
So I don't totally. think Madonna was like, let me do you a favor, Julia. Yeah, but she got Madonna's <laughs> approval. Oh, I mean, sure. like, yeah. Madonna staff, like, so, okay. Yeah, but David, like, through the years, we know, like, Madonna ain't stupid. She works with, like... Exactly. The... That's what I'm... That's literally what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Dua Lipa is on a different level. Like, she got the Madonna stamp of approval. Right, right. Correct. Uh, no, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Because, like, I wouldn't be able to pick... B.B. Rexa out of a lineup. You put a gun yeah, to my I head and would. said, <laughs> girl. Um, I was just okay. watching really, I was watching her Bitch I Madonna video and I was like, this is, because you know that video has like a million cameos in it. And I was like, yeah. this video is really good to watch if you want to know like who was hot in music at that moment. And like, just well, really, because I mean, there's so many like people that I'm just like, some of these people aren't really famous anymore, but like, um, yeah. Did we do, did we do justice defending uh, Mariah? Like, can we review here? Let's review. Let's review the points. Let's review the points. Okay. Series of unfortunate events. There's the TRL. Carson Daly did not help that situation. And he left her out to dry, out in the cold. Then the hospitalization and her breakdown. Then the delay and everything coming out around September 11th. All of that led up to the demise of Glitter. Yeah, the movie wasn't the greatest, David, but... (laughs) (laughs) She's like, if we have to admit fine. (laughs) uh, Fine, but the album was fire. She had some great looks in the movie, and it was fun to watch, even whether you're laughing at it or with it. It's... I think it's fun. I'm, I'm going to the gym after this, and I think I'm going to listen to the Glitter album, actually. Hell yeah. Please do. <laughs> and so I feel like she had her justice for Glitter. It went number one on iTunes. She put it in her um, tour. And I think the the ugliness of it is behind her, and she's taken her power back. Mm, taking her power back. Well, That's also, good. like Mariah, I think she just has one of those legacies that it's – it kind of can't be ignored. I mean, you know, whatever, say what you want. Okay, yeah, she's weird. She's crazy. Fine, do all that. If that's, you know, if that's how you want to see, if that's how you want to see her, fine. But like her legacy and what she's achieved and really just her songs, I mean, they can't be ignored. She's, she's an icon. She's always going to be remembered whether you like it or not. Like, you know, she's, she's an icon. She's had, and you know, she's had, I mean, whatever, 20, 19, 20, Songs, yeah, not all of them are still going to be like playing, but there's a good portion of those songs that are pretty timeless, you know. Um, timeless, yeah. classic, timeless. timeless. You always be playing, yeah. always be my baby. Ugh. Oh, yeah, it's like yeah. everybody yeah. melts when that's. I mean, I fa- fa- my my favorite vintage Mariah is Fantasy. That's just my shit. Yeah, like, Fantasy. <laughs> there's some songs that are just We Belong Together, Fantasy, yeah. um, Dream Lover, also for me. It's like, Dream Lover. Yeah. Some of those songs are are just like never disappearing, and of course, all I want for Christmas is you. Oh well, yeah, of course, Christmas Queen. So she Queen. will live on, if nothing else, just forever in Christmas. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I literally, yeah. And you know what's funny is my my someone pointed that out where they're like, literally, if she literally made money only from all I want for Christmas is you, she would still be just fine. <laughs> like because every year, yeah. it's just because it's paid so know. much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, her. she's so rich. She's so rich. Um, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Ashley. Where can we? Where can our listeners check you out? What's your handle? Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. So, oh, so you can find me on social media at Ashley Aaron M. That's Aaron M with an E, M. right? Yes, Ashley A S H L E Y E R I N as in Nancy, M as in Mary. And you can also check out my series, Pride the Series, on Amazon Prime and Tubi TV. 
Kathy, and you can check out my podcast, Pride the Podcast, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Awesome. Well, we love you. Such a pleasure having you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming bye. on. Bye. Bye. This is a marvelous Kiki. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Okay. Danny. Uh, um, she was great. I loved her. I, I, I love Ashley. I love her. Oh, she oh, oh we didn't even Kiki. Coming with her the and I used to do too. theater together. Oh, yeah. She has tons of, she did her research. She was ready. We need to have um, her on. Maybe we should have like a council for like an official book club of people to talk about the Mariah uh, book. And we can have like a full round table about the book. And we'll have Ashley back for that and other Mariah stands. The top 10, <laughs> the top five things we learned about Mariah from her memoir. <laughs> oh, the sound of Britney Spears brewing her coffee means that it is time for the up and coming diva of the moment who is having a moment in the moment we are having right now and the up and coming diva of the week can you give me a little drum roll Our up and coming diva are actually Desiree and Kristen, who are the band members of this really cool indie electro rock pop band called Dance Loud. They just released their first LP and um, they listen to our podcast. So shout out to Desiree and Kristen. Um, I listened to their album. It's really good. Do you like Beach House? Do you like the band Beach House? I do. I love their... T- oh, they, wait. So uh, you're um, going to... Their last album was so good. I love Beach House. I saw them in Bushwick last year. They're they're so good. Oh, but you didn't invite you like, if you <laughs> if you like Beach House, uh, you're gonna love Dance Loud. Okay. So go listen to check Dance that out. Loud. I do love Beach House. And, uh, and uh, and we'll see you next week, guys. Uh, make okay. sure to listen to our Vinyl Club album uh, by Donna Summer, and we can talk about it next week. All right. So uh, everyone, have a good week. Uh, all right. Bye, everyone. Bye.